Hello, everyone. James, how are you? Good. Hello, Mario. Everyone's excited after the last IBM space you did. Yes, here we go. We'll sending out the invite for a minute. Yeah, I'll be We're inviting just... everyone now. All right. Let everyone filter in for a minute. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next edition of On the Inside with James O'Keefe, with uh, Mario here lending us his platform to bring everyone in and helping me out. We're going to start doing this every single Wednesday around 4 o'clock Eastern time. We're going to be breaking some big stories. 2023 was an incredible year, a tough year, but an incredible year, and we're going to kick it off with a bang in 2024. We have some breaking news here on the inside with James O'Keefe. We have some stories out of Phoenix, Arizona, Secret Migrant Center Exposed Part 1. Uh, just broke here on X, so we're going to be on with you for an hour and a half here. We have some guest speakers, some possible insiders uh, if you've listened to the IBM space, you know that uh, people are sort of dialing into this show as a whistleblower, as an insider. Sometimes their voice is being decoded. So the speakers have been invited. We have Carrie Lake that is going to join us and some other reporters locally, Brown and Morello, and some other folks that are going to dial in later on uh, in about 45 minutes. But I'm going to first start taking you through this video, which we just broke. And I'm, that's what I'm going to do for the next 20 minutes. And we're going to walk through this crazy video from Phoenix, Arizona. And we're going to expose what's going on. So if you go to my page, you'll see Secret Migrant Center Exposed Part 1. Quote, I'll pay you guys. This is an individual, Jesus Moreno, inside the uh, Migrant Center, which is apparently being run by this organization called IRC, and the video shows the facility is run by the International Rescue Committee, uh, which is a nonprofit. We're going to get into all of this, busing thousands of migrant refugees every hour on the hour to Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport. And migrants are telling us in this video they crossed the border illegally, um, and they're covered in Red Cross blankets at the airport. One of them tells me he's going to vote for Joe Biden and awaits his refugee status. Um, pretty remarkable stuff here. Uh, the IRC, we've learned, has been given $415 million from the government, that's you, the taxpayer, to give the pretense of refugee status and fly them on flights to Phoenix, Scott Harbor, at Terminal 3 and 4. We also tagged Thomas Robles. Thomas Robles is one of the leaders of the secret center and, and there's, we're going we're gonna to show you all this video, play all these clips and talk about it here. Um, Thomas Robles, 14, we reached out to him for comment. He called us, quote, domestic terrorists. Domestic terrorists for standing on the sidewalk and asking questions. And uh, we also have, uh, I believe it's Conradson, Mr. Conradson, the reporter from the Gateway Pundit is going to be on. And some other people, we have that coming on in about 30 minutes, 45 minutes from now. So sources and insiders gave us the information that brought us what you see in this video. If you're just joining us, this crazy video showing the secret migrant center, the behavior of the individuals in the video is so bizarre that it would lead you to believe that they're hiding something. That they I mean they, they scurry like little rats. They run away. They, they are very afraid. 
of being shown. So we're, we're, now we're going to take you to the video itself. And this is audio only here on, on Spaces. But I'm going to kind of comment on what is occurring. And I'm going to play about five clips here. The first is me interviewing the bus driver. That's the guy dropping off the migrants at the airport. And he's telling me, and this is Matt Walsh is going to cue it up because Matt Walsh covered this on his show here. That transports the migrants is Jet Limousine, which we learned is a subcontractor to a group called Charter Up. These bus companies have instructed their drivers not to talk to any O'Keefe journalist and to even call the police on us when they see us. So this is this is dropping people off at the airport at the terminal. Uh, now there's a guy. I'm walking up to the. Migrant Center. This is 1200 East Apache Street. I'm not sure anyone has reported this. 1211 East Apache Street in Phoenix. This is not a very nice part of town. And we walk up to the to the gate, and this guy apparently offers us a bribe. I've never seen this in my life before as a journalist. He's giving me. He wants to give me money to make me go away. He. Oh, you guys get paid. I'll pay you guys. What's that? How much you guys get? Jesus, yeah, no, he, he get Jesus, is that your name, Jesus? Jesus wouldn't give us his first. Now I want to play that again because this is a audio format here. How much you guys get paid? I'll pay you guys. What's that? How much you guys get paid? Jesus says, "How much did you? How much did you guys get paid?" So the individual at this set, the secret migrant facility, is asking me how much I got paid to be there. The implication being that some some I was there to be uh, doing the bidding of somebody. Of course, as a journalist, no one pays me to go do this particular assignment. I follow the facts. Now, this individual did not did not offer his name. We did not know his name when I saw him. It, it looked like a sort of a cartel front, to be honest with you. That's 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 how it seemed to me and my colleagues. And as this individual was saying this, I'm going to play this one more time, this clip. What's that? How much you guys get paid? Yeah, This other woman, who's apparently his boss, that's that uh, Jason, I believe it's his boss. We're almost certain that it's his colleague, whether whether she's supervisor. She says, Jesus, no digas nada, no digas. So, so don't tell them anything. Don't give them anything. And when she said the word Jesus, we were able to go on the internet and I identify him being being Jesus, uh, the, his last name. Jesus, is that your name, Jesus? Jesus wouldn't give us his first or last name, but his boss shouted it out while she was telling him, no digas nada, Spanish, for say nothing to them. Nada, no digas nada. No digas nada, give them nothing. So we have a woman saying Jesus, but using just his first name and face, we found him online. So we found him online and uh, we've reported his name. now. Let me take you to the next part of this video. If you're just joining us, we have just broken this crazy video of the secret migrant center in Phoenix where they bus the illegal immigrant slash refugees. They're all called refugees. We're going to get into that too in a minute. And every hour on the hour, there's a bus that pulls up to 1211 East Apache Street. There's big green gates. And if you even walk by, they'll call the police on you. That's ironic. Let's go to the next clip. This is the cut of us talking to this Thomas Robles. He's apparently some type of supervisor 
at this at this secret clinic, and we're talking him through the fence post. A little bit hard to hear over audio, but uh, I will I will narrate what you guys are listening to. Here we go. So Thomas, say there, I know that you're harassing people. I know that you're harassing people. I'm asking you to leave before I call the authorities. That's what Thomas Robles is saying through the gate. Okay. He then says, I don't deal with domestic terrorists like you. This is, this is Thomas Robles, who we've looked up. He's on X, and I encourage you to tag him at T-O-M-A-S Robles, R-O-B-L-E-S 14, Thomas Robles, big time kingpin in Phoenix. He apparently ran this, this organization for 10 years, this, this Lucha, Living United for Change in Arizona. And now he works with IRC. He's one of the leaders of this secret migrant center, and he's calling me a domestic terrorist for asking questions. By the way, it's the job of a, of a reporter to ask questions. It's the responsibility and duty. We have a right, we have a, we have a duty to ask questions. And uh, let's see what else this Robles says. And, and, if, and, and again, this is a radio program, so I, I'm, I have to narrate it, but you can watch it on your own. He's staring at me through this fence post. Here we go. You just call me a domestic terrorist? He says, quote, you're terrorizing people, James, in a domestic country. Quote, you're terrorizing people in a domestic country, therefore, you're a domestic terrorist. Here we go. You just called me a domestic terrorist for asking a question. No, you're asking me Okay, Jesus Moreno just offered me attempted. So at this point in, in the video, this Thomas Robles character is staring at me. Um, and we get a real close up of his face. And then he says, James, do you have proof of my colleague offering you money? I said, yes, it's on video. And he says, I don't believe it. Show me the proof. I said, sure. By the way, we just broke the proof on X 15 minutes ago. It's in this video. Uh, Thomas Robles asking me if I have proof of the bribe. Again, if you're just joining us, this is you can't make any of this shit up, okay? We're showing you video of the secret migrant facility in Phoenix on 1211 East Apache Street. One of the leaders of the facility, Thomas Robles, is asking me for proof of the bribe because one of his colleagues, a man named Jesus Moreno, attempted to offer me money to make me go away to not film the secret migrant facility. And all of these people are associated with a group called International Rescue Committee. This is Thomas Robles asking me for the proof. Hey, buddy. I'm sorry? Do you have proof? I have it on video. I'd like your comment. You have proof? I can put it on the video. You can I need to ask him for comment. Do you have proof? I'd like to. Do you have proof? So here we are asking about, do I have the video? Um, this, is, this is a remarkable piece of footage. In the United States, journalists have a First Amendment right and an accompanying duty to call and confirm and ask for comment. We must give them the opportunity to respond to what we've uncovered. It would be wrong for us not to, but the people that run the facility were trying to say that we were harassing them by asking them for comment. Now, I was not being aggressive, disruptive, or making threats. We have no ill will, spite, or we don't want to harm them. We want to report what's going on. Then, then... They call the sheriff's office on us. 
So the police show up after we left. And I, and I get into the car and I ask this Thomas Robles guy over the phone for his comment. And, um, and Thomas Robles, he, he forgets that he, I'm on the phone with him and he's talking to the, the sergeant. What's this? We have the sergeant's name. This is all, you know, as always, stuff is always kind of breaking news. So we're getting kind of additional facts. Sergeant Sharp is on location and Thomas Robles is on the phone with Sergeant Sharp and he forgets that James O'Keefe is on the phone with Thomas Robles. And what you're hearing now is Robles talking to Sharp, apparently trying to get a judge involved. Maybe they're trying to get me arrested for, for standing on the sidewalk with my phone. And I'm going to replay this and then transcribe it live because we're over the, the audio. So the sergeant there telling Robles, well, you can go talk to a judge if you, you know, I, I assume he means if you want to get O'Keefe arrested for asking questions as journalists do, you need to, you, I can't help you. Um, this would be one of many times the police were called us, called on us during this investigation. We're looking for a comment on a story we're doing on the Welcome Center where buses depart on the hour with people who cross the country illegally. One of your employees at the Welcome Center, Jesus, said, quote, how much do you guys get paid? I'll pay you guys. He's talking to me. We also have Thomas on video trying to call the police as we're standing on a sidewalk filming. Yeah, actually, this is Tomas Robles. I actually did in fact call the police. Sergeant Sharp is here. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Now, now, if you're just joining us, this is Sergeant Sharp of the Phoenix Police Force on the phone with me. And Thomas Robles, the leader of the secret migrant facility, Robles not happy that he's being exposed. Hi, Mr. O'Keefe, I suggest you please do not call us. Are you please do not initiate any confrontation for the safety of our residents and the safety of our workers. Sir, I'm doing this story. I'm doing this story. I'm asking for comment. I'm asking you for comment. We're going to publish a story. I will not. I will not respond to your harassment. Okay. Again. Please do not. Oh, now now he knows who Jesus is. He asked me not to quote harass. This is, of course, ridiculous hyperbole. This is not harassment. This is the the necessary function of a investigative reporter. But it's just funny because Robles says here, I will quote, I will not tolerate you harassing Jesus again. But but just a minute before he says, I don't know who Jesus is. So, so this guy is being exposed, and that's why they call the police. It is quite ironic that they always call the police, the FBI, the police, the sheriff, the airport police. The police were called on us five times in the course of our reporting on this. So, um, and again, if you're just joining us, we're taking you play-by-play -play through the brand new video of the secret migrant facility that has been exposed by OMG and our team here. We have some people joining us soon. It is currently uh, full, almost 4.30 on the East Coast. We have Carrie Lake, we have Ashley St. Clair, Brianna Morello, and a couple other special guests that are gonna comment on this. Some people have reported on this, but nobody has really taken you inside with the video camera exposing Thomas Robles, Jesus Moreno, 
and the and the five one c three. Oh, by the way, we just got a response. The International Rescue Committee has responded to our email. Usually, they don't respond. We're going to read that to you here in a minute. Now, let me play another clip. This is the international. This is me speaking to the American Red Cross worker on the street outside of the secret migrant facility and taking you through who's behind this, because what we want to know next is who's behind this. And we're going to play this American Red Cross worker here. Relief Committee, also known as the International Rescue Committee, is a nonprofit organization whose most recent 990 tax filing shows their gross revenues are around 1.4 billion a year. And that was just 2021. So the 990 tax return for International Rescue Committee for those of you who don't know, every nonprofit has to file a public tax return called a 990. In 2021, they raised 1.4 billion with a B, bravo, billion. Nonprofit has 1.4 billion in revenue is the, is the organization behind this, this facility. I bet you didn't know that. But what you might also not know is the 990 Schedule B shows that the Organization has received $415 million in taxpayer money. In the case of the IRC, a lot of that money is coming from you, the taxpayer. Based upon the Schedule B on the 990 tax form, $415 million is coming directly from the United States government. So let me take you line by line here. The Bureau of Population, Refugees and Migration, that's BPRM, 178 million. Health and Human Services, 122 million. Bureau for Humanitarian Assistance, $114 million. That's taken right from their tax return. That means that the United States government is subsidizing this, this particular shelter through a nonprofit organization, 1.4 billion in, in conjunction with the American Red Cross. Pretty remarkable, remarkable stuff. Let's go back to that interaction with Jose Moreno for a second. I just want to play this one more time. How much you guys get paid? I'll pay you guys. What's that? No digas nada. No digas nada. Don't tell them anything. Don't say anything. Don't don't talk to to James O'Keefe. You know that that's Voldemort. Do not say his name. But these guys, these guys couldn't help themselves. How much do you get paid? I'm gonna pay you guys. I'm gonna pay you. Imagine I did that, okay? Imagine I offered a bribe to somebody and offered them money to make them go away. Oh, and by the way, I was getting $415 million in, in taxpayer money. I mean, so, um, and we have some breaking news here. We got a response from, from the organization. We got a response from Rescue Committee. We're gonna post this. I'm going to have my team post this, please, to um, I'm going to have my team post this under the tweet, guys, if, or the uh, post. If we can put this response, let's put this response right under my launch tweet. I'm going to read this to you on the on the air. All right. This is the response from the International Rescue Committee. Quote, hi. Hi, James. Thanks for reaching out. We take your points seriously and we're looking into the incident. I don't know what incident they're talking about. Are they talking about Jesus Moreno offering me money to make me go away? Quote, we aim to create a workplace environment where people feel safe to carry out their work. We are looking into the incident and with local authorities. 
they're looking into the incident internally. I'm not sure what incident they're looking into, my presence or the behavior of their employees. This is really, this is really wild. Um, uh, let me take you back to this, this, this video that we're talking about here uh, inside the International Relief Committee organization. Now, if you're not familiar with, you might be asking, what, what is, 1211 East Apache Street is an old school called the Ann Ott School in downtown Phoenix, very close to the airport. People have talked about it, but we really, we haven't seen this uptick in, with thousands of people being bussed on the hour every hour. Um, so I'm just going to play this, this, this is in front of this school, me standing right in front of this old school turned migrant facility. East Apache Street, outside what's called the Ann Ott School, which has been turned into a makeshift uh, camp for migrants, illegal immigrants, refugees. And on the top of the school, there's a basketball court with a lot of folks from Guinea, Africa, Honduras, Guatemala, everywhere, just playing basketball. Everyone's wearing a mask. Everyone's wearing a mask. Some pretty hostile encounters with a man who refers to himself as Nuno, as in Nuno business. This is Jesus Moreno again. Hey, you guys, you guys got to leave. You guys got to leave. And again, if... If you're a news reporter with a, with a with a camera on your shoulder standing in the street, you have a right to be. This is a public street. It's the United States of America. And this is Jesus Moreno running towards me. I don't got to leave anywhere. This is a sidewalk. I have a first time. Stop harassing people. So harassing people. I know Carrie Lake's about to jump in. The moment that she does, I mean, Carrie is a local reporter in Phoenix, so I want to talk to Carrie about the First Amendment part of this. In addition to the substantive part of this, what you're seeing in, in our society, ladies and gentlemen, is the idea that by asking a question, which is the function and duty of, an, of a person trying to collect information, you are harassing people. Well, it's not harassment to ask a question. And I understand, and I understand that fair comment under common law, First Amendment common law means that you, you can't have any ill will. I don't have any ill will. I'm fascinated by the presence of a secret facility that gets $400 million in federal taxpayer money operated by an NGO, a nonprofit organization. And this is Jesus Moreno running at me, uh, asking me, uh, tell, and I asked what his name is. I, of course, I know his name. But let's see what he, let's see if he gives me his name. Migrants, illegal immigrants, refugees, We've had some pretty hostile encounters with a man who refers to himself as Nunyo, as in Nunyo business. I don't got to leave anywhere. This is a sidewalk. I have a first time right to be here. What is your name? Nanya. Nanya? I have a right to be here. This right here is an old school. So then I see the white bus pull up. There's a, there's a big white bus every 30 minutes. It pulls up. And, and this is just part one. I mean, we're going to have another installment where we actually take you inside the buses. I don't think anyone has taken you inside the buses. We've seen it in Chicago. We've seen the camps. The white buses pull up, and then every hour they pick up these migrants. They call them refugees. And at 3 or 4 in the morning, there's like 70 of them. And the, now let's talk about the bus companies because Matt Walsh touched upon this on his show uh, you might be asking, who are these bus companies? Well, 
Jet Limousine is, is one of the companies. They're subcontracted by another organization. Uh, and we, we think the contract is with IRC, but we're trying to find out. So this is me walking up to the bus. That has been converted in a welcome center for migrants. And these buses leave on the hour, every hour, to Phoenix Sky Harbor Terminal 4. We're going to try to talk to the driver here. After speaking to sources who drive the buses and work at the airport, we were able to identify the location of the secretive migrant refugee facility at 1211 East Apache. We found the cagey and evasive behavior of the people who run the facility highly unusual, closing gates, rallying migrants away from us, and running away behavior of people who have something to hide. I mean, isn't that interesting? They're, 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 I mean, they are terrified. I mean, they're closing the gate, running away, calling the police. I mean, is, have you ever seen behavior like this? I mean, I, I, maybe it's to a certain extent because of me personally, but I don't think these guys actually, frankly, knew who I was. I, I mean, they're offering me bribes to go away. Um, by the way, we have Brianna joining us in a minute. Uh, Brianna is in. Let me see. If, okay, she's in. So we're going to just cue this up for you, Brianna, in, in a moment taking people through this facility where the, if you watch the video, they're running or scurrying around like rats, gathering people up. The buses were evasive just by my presence standing outside the facility. Okay. The buses would not stop to pick up the migrants. I don't know why it's a billion dollar deal here. Um, I'm not aware of that happening elsewhere. Fox is on the border. Fox news is on the border. Eagle pass in Texas. Let's play the rest of this. These are migrants on the bus. Are, are you transporting um, migrants to the airport, sir? Shut the door right This is the bus driver operated by... By faith? Uh, there's a company there, subcontracted Missioneros Incorporated. And this is the other bus driver, Jet Limousine, that I interviewed. Companies that transports the migrants is Jet Limousine which we learned is a subcontractor to a group called Charter Up. These bus companies have instructed... So Charter Up is the uh, organization that, sub that contracts the work out to organizations like Jet Limousine. And by the way, I I've, I've spoken to the head of Jet Limousine, who's apparently identifies as a conservative. He's not happy that I've reported this. The, the, the head of Jet Limousine, uh, Billy Jinx is his name, um, I've traded messages with him. He's he's unhappy. He says you've you've uh, I'm I'm not I don't know if these are the exact words he used, but he is upset that I have exposed what's happening here. But nothing that we've reported is false. His driver did indeed tell me he works for Jet Limousine. So I'm not so he's upset that I'm reporting the truth. And then the question is as follows, and this is a rhetorical question for Mr. Jenks and anybody who drives these buses. If you're not proud of the fact that you're taking contracts with these nonprofit organizations or whoever is paying you, it automatically does come back from the taxpayer because HHS is subsidizing the NGOs. If you're not proud of the contract, then why do you have the contract in the first place? If you're not willing to publicly acknowledge that you have the contract, then why, then why are you doing it? See, that's a, that's a profound question, isn't it? Let's let's keep playing this audio of, of the buses and their drivers not to talk to any O'Keefe journalist and to even call the police on us when they see us. More on that soon. Hi, sir. Sir, who do you who do you work for, sir? 
I okay, want this is where Jesus gets really, really hostile. This is this is Jesus Moreno. Um, I love reporting these people's names. It's important that we reveal who they are and reveal the seedy underbelly, the culture, the the ethos of the institution and the people who run it. This is me and Jesus Moreno. Wondering, um, who do you work for, and are you shipping migrants on buses on the hour? I work for Nanya. Who's in your business? And his and his face is angry. He's he's snarling. He's, he's just grinding his teeth. You could see his face there, slamming the gate closed so that I, I can't even peer into the facility. Uh, yeah, I'm looking dangerous now. Yeah, they're looking anxious now. Yeah, look at their faces now. What is that? That's a that's a, a sample from Spirit, the rapper who produced a song with me just about that we put in this video. Uh what is none of my business? What? You're shipping migrants on the hour, every hour to the airport? You work for none of your business? So who they actually work for and they work with is International, International Rescue Committee. So uh, have we posted that to our account? Yeah, have we posted the response from, our, from International Rescue to our reporting? If we haven't, let's get it, let's get it right there. You know, there it is. Okay, if you go to my X, you can see the response from Diana Santana. At rescue, quote, we take your points seriously and we're looking into the incident with local authorities. This statement is kind of bland. We aim to create a workplace environment where people feel safe to carry out their work and interact with colleagues, external partners, the public. So the duty to report the information comes into conflict with their feeling, quote, safe. And that's really what it comes down to. So that's a, a summary of where we are. And I believe we have... A couple people in the space. Um, Mario, are you there? I am, yeah. I've also sent you a co-host invite if you want to accept that, uh, James. And we have Brianna on stage. We do have Ashley St. Clair joining in 23 minutes. And we've got Carrie um, uh, Lake joining we shortly have, as well. But Brianna's on stage. Do we have Conradson on with us yet? Sent the invite waiting for Conrad to All accept right. it. Should so be any minute. Why don't we go to uh, Brianna? Um, you've done some reporting. First of all, I'd love your reaction to this i know you're you're catching up on this brand new breaking video the secret migrant center exposed the bribe the attempted bribes from the workers uh, with me and but you've been you've been really on with this this uh tsa stuff and and you've also reported on the ngos what's your reaction to this yeah. video yeah james well thank you for having me i mean listen your your reporting is great on this it's what we're hearing from all of our sources down at the border these ngos they need to be defunded uh, they just continue to secretly bus and, and commute these, these migrants all over the state of Texas and Arizona and throughout the rest of the country. And so a lot of this money is really hard to track. Uh, I, for one, have tried tracking this through FOIA requests, uh, but it all goes through all these different groups and it's really hard to get a grip on. So I love the fact that you're down there and you're going through this. It's, it's really important. Uh, as many people know, TSA these days is very difficult with uh, identification requirements, such as your real ID, passports. For Americans, you have to prove who you are. But for illegal migrants, those same standards aren't sticking around. And so, you know, as James and I have discussed previously, um, DHS is handing undocumented migrants papers, and those papers are now being used by TSA to validate who they say they are. And that's just in air quotes because that's not really what's happening here. And then they're allowing these illegal migrants through the DHS paperwork to fly around our country 
and they're not really proving who they are. And so ultimately this is all happening and it's, it's well orchestrated. It's all being hidden. Nobody wants to talk about it. They're willing to bribe people. And we keep hearing that too, that people are being bribed. So it's interesting that you were able to get that on camera, James. Uh, now, if you, if you're, when you say people are being bribed, this is on, this is on camera. Uh, yeah. What have you heard about other attempted bribes being made from your sources? Yeah, so these are all allegations, and unfortunately, nothing has been recorded yet. Uh, but I, I continue to hear about officials in the area being bribed. One that we can prove, and this is easy for me to suggest here, is that uh, Border Patrol agents, some of them, not all of them, most of them do have our country's best intention, but they're loving the overtime pay that they're getting. And so for them, they, they kind of want to keep this going is what I've spoken to several people who are working at these agencies. They say that their colleagues want to keep this going because they're getting OT and they're, they're raking in the money from just that alone. Um, so we could, we could say that uh, it's, it's, it's a huge system right now. That's being, you know, taking place right and now on our border. There's some congressional action being, being brought forward to the end. So this is, this is a nonprofit called, International Rescue, which is a nonprofit, that's a 501c3, yes. that gets $415 million from the United States government. Um, yes, yes. What's the congressional, uh, is it Jordan's office? What are they attempting to do? Yeah, so James, when, when I heard that you were doing this story, I did reach out to Jim Jordan's office, because right now there are House Republicans at the border right now, um, and they pointed me to HR2, which is supposed to defund these NGOs. And so ultimately, everyone who I talk to, too, in Texas, they're telling me that's what you have to do. You have to defund these groups because these groups are extremely corrupt, and that's what their allegations are. So House Republicans looks like they're trying to defund it. Um, we don't know how far that will go. I don't know if Democrats will allow that. But that's H.R. 2. That is the Secure the Border Act of 2023. So that's where you'll find that. So, Brianna, stand by. We have, we have Jordan Conradson on. Um, let me go to you, Jordan. Jordan, you you you've reported on this facility uh, with uh, a, a colleague, and um, first of all, your reaction to this video, and then also tell us about what you saw uh, on the ground in Phoenix with the secret migrant facility busing immigrants around. Yeah, so this this is some great reporting, James. I I commend you for your work. Um, funny enough, actually, two years ago, I don't remember if I ever got a report up about this because we were waiting to get more information on the secret migrant facility in Phoenix before I decided to kind of blow the whistle. But I followed a one of these white buses, just like the one in your video, all the way from Tucson, Arizona to Phoenix, where they dropped them off in downtown Phoenix around 7th Avenue and uh, Fillmore Street, I believe. And when I went up to the bus and approached it and tried to record all the illegal immigrants on this bus wearing masks um, out there and just being shuffled into the city, I got the police called on me like you. And they said the bus driver apparently called the police, said I was banging on the windows of the bus, which was untrue. Of course, I showed the police the video that I took when they got to me to try to arrest me. And um, but more recently, I went down to Lukeville, Arizona, where all these immigrants are just being brought in. You know, they've got food, water stations, maybe not food, but water stations, porta potties, medical stations that are look like they're set up by these nonprofits all the way across the border so that they can just walk on in once they get stopped by Border Patrol and kind of rounded up. The Border Patrol just lets them go and, 
and goes, okay, now you're going to walk a mile or two down the road and you're going to stop at this tent. And so what, what I discovered when I was in Lukeville is tents full of illegal immigrants just sitting there waiting to be processed by border patrol. And it's, it's crazy. I mean, border patrols overrun, they're losing morale. They, I spoke to border patrol agents and they said, ever since Biden took office, it's just been like this. And especially so when you were when you were on the ground, this, this 1211 East Apache facility we see in this video that just broke. I know that you were following those buses. This guy Moreno offered me a bribe. He offered me money to make me like go away. Did you encounter anything like that? I didn't get anything like that. It was more hostility and, um, of course, calling the police on me. But when I was tailing one of these buses, they started making weird zigzags in the road. They started going super fast or slowing down, kind of trying to lose me. Um, at one point, they even got off the highway and hit at a gas station. So I pulled over, waited, and waited until they got back on the highway. These buses were, were evading they, you? They were evading me, for sure. And I was I was with April. Her name is April May Rivas from We the People AZ Alliance. I mean, she, she was there. She can back this up. But yeah, they were running from us. They were like, oh, no, someone's following us. We have to take these migrants to safety or whatever. So, so, so we, we experienced the same thing. We haven't broken that part of the story yet, Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, but the buses were, in fact, swerving. Oh, Elon Musk has just responded to this, everyone. Um, he just responded to uh, to the video. Uh, Elon Musk responding, uh, 450, maybe he's even listening. And if he is, please jump in with a reaction. But he said $415 million from the U.S. government. I don't think people know this. Um, you know, I, I, it's, it's in plain sight. It's a public tax return. Nonprofits have to file a public tax return at Project Veritas. I let's call a 990, Schedule B, where you have to disclose your funding sources. Um, and Elon's saying, quote, $415 million from the U.S. government? Um, question mark? Pretty remarkable. Uh, so I guess, so I guess, well, Carrie Lake is on. I want to go to uh, her, and then we'll go back to Jordan and Brianna. Carrie, are you there? Yes, excellent reporting, James. Um, you know, this is... Uh... It's a boondoggle against the taxpayer. It is planned, coordinated destruction of America. And you're right. There's so much federal money being poured in. Watch what these politicians do. They're working on some sort of a border security plan right now. And watch, as you'll notice, they're not putting money in to build the wall and stop people from pouring over. They never want to solve the problem. They simply want to pour money into the symptoms because there's so much power in that. Think of the power they have when they're pouring money at the hospitals that are overwhelmed. And all of a sudden, the hospitals are getting tens of millions in federal tax dollars to deal with the overwhelming numbers of people that are cramming our hospitals. Think of when uh, the Democrats want to uh, pour money into the social service network that will have to process and deal with all these people illegally. Again, tens of millions, maybe even hundreds of millions there. They're going to pour money into these outlets that are busing all of these people illegally. They're keeping those businesses alive. Everyone is moved by the almighty dollar and not moved by saving our country. This is the, you know, the plan in 2018 under President Trump, the Border Security and Immigration Reform Act, was going to appropriate $16.6 billion to build the wall, finish the construction to keep people from pouring over. And all of these politicians ruled or voted against it 
because they don't want to solve the problem. They want to feed money, tax money into the symptoms and keep the problem going. So and Carrie, we, see this, that, we see that with have, a lot of different problems. Have you heard of this Ann Ott School facility at 1211 East? This is your neck of the woods. I mean, I haven't heard of it. I passed it before and, you know, had no idea this kind of, of stuff was going on down there. But it makes perfect sense. I mean, it's a facility that is not too far from the airport. And this is probably going on at other facilities just like it. I'm sure there's right. more than one. And, and, and this, this International Rescue Committee gets $1.3 billion in revenue, $415 million from the feds. Um, I guess this might be a question for you to answer because you're from Arizona. Um, what, what is, is it just the almighty dollar? Like there, there's a sort of flow of money. There's subcontractors, bus drivers. Some of them are conservative people driving, running these companies. Is it just money? What, what is actually behind this is, I guess, a question everyone wants to know. And hmm. hopefully whistleblowers come forward with the answer. Well, I think, the, I think there's two things. I mean, the overall destruction of America, this is a plan. I mean, on day one, Joe Biden coming in and pulling back a secure border a border plan that had been working to secure the border under President Trump. I'm not even trying to make this political, but it's a fact. We had a secure border under Trump and Joe Biden on day one, hour one, pulled that back and pretty much with a wink and a nod, invited the world to come over and, and break across our border. And they've we've seen millions of people do it. The only people that benefit from this are the cartels, the multi-billion dollar multinational corporations who benefit off the cheap labor, and the politicians who benefit off the power of doling out federal dollars. I think there's a Marxist takeover happening in America. And on the other side, the people who are benefiting from it, the people who run the buses, uh, the people who run these NGOs, the people who run these nonprofits. Again, there's going to be a lot of money going out to process all of these people. You know, people are struggling right now and they're looking for places to make money. There's a lot of greed in this world and people would rather make money. Some people would rather make money than save our country. But you, you, you have a, you're a local newscaster there and you have a lot of experience with the First Amendment. And, and I'm, I'm just standing there, you know, with a camera doing an on-camera narration outside the facility. And they're calling the sheriff's office. Sergeants are coming. Police are coming. They're saying I'm harassing them. Have you, have you ever seen that in your career? I mean, this, what was remarkable about this video is that they were like completely – they were obviously doing something they were very ashamed of. And I don't know if you're in your career as a journalist, you, you ever witnessed that kind of behavior before locally there in Phoenix? Oh, I mean, yeah, I was a journalist for 30 years, a professional journalist. And, and you know, there's always times when you're covering a story and the person you're covering or the, the scene you're covering, they don't want the coverage. And they try to run you off and you say, look, I have the First Amendment rights here. And I have the right to stand on this public sidewalk and do my job and you can't stop me. But what's interesting, James, is we've seen this um, exposure of the propagandists in the news media. And you will watch as these, we used to think maybe we're journalists, but they truly are propagandists. They are now okay with people like you being run off of sidewalks. Here they work in the news, they work in the mainstream media, but they're okay when someone like James O'Keefe, who's uncovering what you're uncovering on a daily basis is run off and stripped of your First Amendment rights. It's unfortunate to see this in the media. We're seeing it when you speak out about COVID, when you speak about, out about election um, interference or election fraud. You see people who work in the media 
who want to see your First Amendment's Amendment rights stripped of you because they don't like what you're exposing and they don't like the truths that you're telling. Well, well they, they called the sheriff on 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 uh, Jordan and they called the and, and I think these police officers carry they're probably more cons- they're probably more conservative people. And I think and my, my read is that they didn't want to be there. They didn't want to be asked to put me in prison for asking questions. And the airport cops were also called on us. Um, I mean, you know, carry a lot of money for these migrant centers seem to be coming from the government, but also maybe coming from the state. I've heard Catholic charities, corporate money, state funds. Do you know anything else about where the money is coming from locally? Well, I know that uh, our uh, that Katie Hobbs, who has not cared at all about the border until recently, now that the political pressure is mounting, is is now going to the federal government and begging for billions of dollars to deal with the crisis that that they created. I mean, they created this crisis. The the question is, where do they want to spend that money? They don't want to spend the money stopping people from pouring across the border. Again, they want to pour it into these outlets and groups, some of which you've exposed who are processing the people. They want to continue the flow of people pouring in illegally. And uh, there's no accountability where the money is. If you'd say to them, let's let's first secure the border, let's first finish building the wall, it'll cost 10 to $15 billion, which is nothing compared to what we've spent over in Ukraine. Let's first do that and then we'll deal with everything else. Uh, Watch and these politicians will say no, they don't want a barrier to stop people from coming across and you have to ask yourself why. I think it's because they love the problem. They love to have, they love to be able to pour money into the symptoms rather than fix the problem. And, and Carrie, in your career as a journalist, have you ever, 30, year, 30 years is a long time. Um, have you ever had someone offer you a bribe or offer you money to make you not report information? I, that's the first time it's ever happened to me. I have not had that happen. I've had people try to stop me from um, speaking and threaten me. Actually, uh, pertaining to the election, a couple of things. Back in 2018, um, a a voter put out a tweet saying that he called down to the county recorder's office. This is back when Adrian Fontes was the county recorder. And he said, I didn't receive my ballot. And I called to get a, a replacement ballot. And the replacement ballot I received was already filled out. And I retweeted that and said, wow, this is unusual. This is back in 2018. Imagine that. And I had, uh, I had Adrian Fontes, who was then county recorder, come to the station or call the station and try to get me, you know, basically thrown out on my ear for simply retweeting that. That was the first time I went, whoa, I think we're, we're, there are certain things that we are not able to talk about. And then as I'm running for office, I've shared this story before. Um, obviously, with our elections being run the way they are down here, I've been fighting um, for election reform. And it, it became rumored that I was going to run for United States Senate, which I am. And this was many months before I decided to jump in. And I had somebody come to my house, a big political figure, and offer me a large salary, a prestigious position, and a position on a board if I would promise not to jump into the race. So basically, bribing me to stay off the ballot. Uh, and when I turned this person down, he left, and I'll, I'll never forget as he was walking away from my house, he said, he turned around, he said, how much would it take? What what amount would it take? What price would it take to keep you wow. from running again? I mean, this is the kind wow. of corruption we have at every level of our government right it, now. It's rare it that you horrifying. get that. 
it's rare that you get that on a recording. I think people are afraid afraid to to do that with me because they know that I'll be recorded and and publicize it. Um, but I, I don't think you and I have been on the same kind of show, if you will. Uh, I I've watched you from afar, and I I think that you bring a lot to the table because you do have a background in the First Amendment, and and the seedy underbelly, Carrie, of the you know the, this Thomas Robles character is apparently the head of a group called Lucha. I, I don't know if you know that's a left wing. Nonprofit yep. here in Arizona. This is kind of a kingpin in local left-wing politics. Executive director for Lucha, Living United for Change in Arizona. Robles compared me to a quote domestic terrorist, then called the <laughs> sheriff on me. He said, "Quote: This is hard to hear because there's a this place is right next to the airport, Phoenix Sky Harbor. As soon as the plane seven uh, seven thirty-seven goes overhead, Thomas says, quote, I don't deal with domestic terrorists like you, James O'Keefe. You're terrorizing people in a domestic country.'" This is what Robles said. Um, any, well, I, yeah. you know, if you look at their website, they've been all over. I mean, they're you can you can tie them to um, a lot of election shenanigans. They're, well, I shouldn't say shenanigans because they'll probably come after me. But they're the kind of people that are, are involved in elections. They you look, they've got COVID nineteen, housing and utility relief, testing locations for COVID nineteen. I mean, a lot of this stuff they're they're most likely getting money poured in to do this kind of stuff. Um, naturalization, English classes, residency renewals, immigration. Um, we, you know, follow the money and see where the money is coming in. How, does, how do they get funded besides federal dollars? And I think that'll tell you a lot about this group. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie, for taking the time out of your day to join us. And we'll, we're, we're, Thanks we're so much. part one. Thank you. And then let's go to the woman who, um, and the journalist who, Basically, is to is to to credit credit to her for getting me on this beat. Ashley Ashley Saint Clair uh, is the one who initially uh, had the video that went wildly viral. Ashley, you there? Hello, James. How are you? What a great video you got. So I'd, I'd like your reaction to this, and and I know that you and I are going to team up and continue reporting on this. Perhaps go back to Phoenix soon. We have more to come. But what's your reaction to this? Your I see Elon just responded, and you pointed that out to me. Um, apparently, people are, didn't know that they get $415 million in federal money from the government. I don't think most people understand how heavily these organizations, which are facilitating the migrants being transported across the country, are funded by the federal government and the state government. You also mentioned the Catholic Services of Southern Arizona, Catholic Community Services of Southern Arizona. They're funded by the federal government, the state government, vast amounts of money, millions of dollars pouring through these organizations who are then buying plane tickets for these migrants to come to your neighborhood, my neighborhood here in New York City. They're going to Charlotte. They're going to Philadelphia, New York, you name it. They are going all over and we're paying for it they're also receiving vast amounts of money from places like the bezos family fund um this catholic community services of southern arizona received five million from the bezos family fund so there's uh, this is incredible reporting that you've done here james to go down and track one of the largest ones that also seems to be receiving what was it 75 million from the eu because this is an yes. international crisis. What is happening is these asylum laws and these refugee laws are being abused ad nauseum internationally in all of these Western countries, in the United States, in Europe, and it is a, a crisis that nobody knows so how to that deal actually, with. 
you've gotten so many messages. I've been delu- uh, deluged with pilots, a lot of people from American and Delta, as you have too. Have you seen any? This is the first time most people are even hearing these things, like the, the International Relief Committee, it's called. It's like a 51C3. Are there any other organizations that you've heard from sources in other places, other NGOs, the names of those nonprofits? Yeah, several. And so I'm kind of working on a flow chart. I feel like that crazy gif of the guy with all the strings in the row <laughs> and all the names of the NGOs, because there's so many organizations here that are being funded to do essentially the same thing as IRC or Catholic uh, Community Services of Southern Arizona. The craziest part about the airline situation is how silent they've been, James. We've all seen how viral my posts went and your posts went about these airlines, about what's happening at the airports. Matt Gates even sent a letter to the CEO of Delta and they haven't said a word, nothing, because they're receiving also vast amounts of money to have m- dozens of people on these flights, each flight. And this has apparently been happening since 2021. So they don't want to cut off that cash cow. And so th- they're just saying, you know, we just pretend we don't see it. And we're going to keep collecting the checks that are essentially from the United States taxpayer. So so they get 415 million. I mean, that's that's that's, that's just staggering. one organization, James, just one Catholic community. Like 0.1% of that, you know, you should be getting a grant from the federal government to, to like the inspector general grant to do transparency, citizen journalism. Um, and it says, and we don't even know, like you said, you need a string. And uh, it's like one of those memes of the crazy conspiracy, conspiracy guy. But it's, it's all very important, substantive stuff. Elon Musk responded, uh, by the way, just again, just now. Um, Ashley, this is Elon responding on X to the response that we just got. The International Rescue Committee has responded to this video. Usually they don't really respond to me, you know, um, on the record, but they did. That shows me, Ashley, that they're kind of scared. They're, um, they're feeling the heat. Uh, this Jose Moreno guy tried to bribe me and... This is the if you're just tuning in, the International Rescue Committee has issued a statement, quote, we take this is directly to me, James, we take your point seriously and are looking into the incident internally with local authorities. Now, it's unclear whether what they're looking into is me being there or the bribe that they tried to give me. So Elon just responded to their statement and said, quote, what the heck? So it's, you know, it's, um, actually, I guess what's, what's the next, um, I have, I, I have more footage that I want to release of, of, of inside the buses and following the buses, but what do you think the next, um, without giving our subjects too much information, like what's the next thing we need to do to expose here? I think we need to keep on this beat that you're on right here and I'm on here, James, and exposing exactly who's paying for this. And we need to do this with obviously not just the migrant crisis, but a lot of the things that are destroying the very fabric of our nation. There is a giant question mark on all of these things that are disrupting our country on 
who the hell is paying for this? And yes, at the end of the day, we know it ends up being us, but where is that money being funneled through? Uh, I can't thank you enough for, you know, releasing what you did about IRC in particular, but we need to keep on this beat and expose every single person who's receiving money, every single organization, every single three-letter agency. You know, how many other organizations on Pennsylvania Avenue are sending money to fund this crisis? As, you know, our mayors and our, our governors all across the country are screaming, please make it stop, Democrats and Republicans. So I, I think anyone who is able to, if you have the time, there's really been no one who's done a, a thorough breakdown of any of this. So if anyone's got free time and you feel like looking into any of this, you feel like digging into IRC, you feel like digging into Catholic Community Services of Southern Arizona um, and passing that along to James or I, that would be fantastic. What do you say, Ashley? You know, I'm just we're just trying to find the facts here, um, which is very facts are important. You know, reality is important. And people are so focused on, you know, even a lot of conservatives. Like, these people are just trying to find a better life. And, and how do you respond to the people who say, if you were in their situation, they're just trying to get into the country. Just just from a from a, from that perspective, how do you respond to those critics? Sometimes we we get them for reporting on what's happening here. I understand that. And when it comes from, you know, the general public, it seems to be, you know, they have sympathy, but they've been, it's propaganda. It's propaganda that most of the people coming over here are just families and women and children looking for a better way of life. I've been down there several times. I watched it. All of the great border journalists like Ali Bradley and Jorge Ventura, they've watched it. This is mostly, I am telling you right now, I have the videos. This is mostly primarily single military aged men coming over here. And what you'll see at the southern border is a, a bunch of IDs just discarded because they don't want you to know who they are. Um, this is a national security concern. There are a lot of folks coming over here that are not good people. Not good people from all over. And what so many people need to understand and they're just starting to see is it's not just from Mexico. It's not just from South America. This, our southern border is an open border to the world. This is a global open border. We are saying come one, come all from every corner. We've seen, I think Jorge Ventura said a 900% increase in Chinese nationals crossing the border. Um, we're seeing more from Africa, from the Middle East. This is just unprecedented in America and Europe, and it has to stop. I, we're just not going to have a country anymore. Yeah, we can't actually, handle the, it. The, the bus driver, uh, the, the company that is shipping on the hour, every hour, for those of you just tuning in, this video is, is the, the white buses pull up to 1211 East Apache, and every hour loads, quote, refugees, unquote, onto the bus. Now, actually, the driver of the, of the, the company that uh, Jet Limousine, the, the guy's a conservative, and he's upset at me. I, I just find that dynamic very interesting. I said, well, what, what did I get wrong? He's like, well, you just gave me a lot of attention I didn't want, effectively, is what he said. Uh, well, what do you I, think? I, 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 almost, I almost find those people and the people who are in these jobs and just doing it, right, because they need the paycheck, they need to provide for their families, there's part of me that feels sympathy and there's part of me that feels they are they are worse than, you know, the people pulling the strings because they're complicit in this. It, they, this is only possible because people are driving the migrants, because people are alive, allowing the migrants to board the plane, because there's border patrol agents lifting up the barbed wire. Um, without these henchmen and these people doing the bidding and, you know, just taking orders, we're just taking orders, sir. 
this wouldn't be possible. Um, so, so we really need people to, to make sacrifices because they're, again, as my boss Seth Dillon always says, they're going to raise the price of freedom so high that no one's willing to pay it. And that's what's happening right here. I wish more people were brave. I wish, you know, our supposed ally at Jet Limousine, I wish he would take a stand. Stop driving them. Yeah, Stop I mean, driving if, if, them. If you don't believe it, stop driving them. So this is the question of, two, now that we are in a new year, as we enter 24, I think the existential, this is a rhetorical question that can't be answered. But the question is going to be, are the people who are, call them good, in other words, they're just doing it for the paycheck, are they, are they evil for participating in evil? That's, we're going to really get closer to that, that, I don't think we've reached the tipping point yet, but people who are just working for the FBI and they're, well, I don't like what they're doing, but I'm one of the good guys. At what point are you no longer good? And, I, and I'm not saying that, by the way, that I, that these, are, these are private bus companies subcontracted through a, a contract with another company that's being paid by the NGO. And I interviewed the bus driver and he told me who he worked for and the owner of that company messaged me very upset. Um, Ashley, anything else you want to say? I know I'm going to join you on the ground here soon. Any any departing thoughts before we go to um, before we go to uh, Hernan uh, Hernando? Nope, just great work, James, and thank you for everything you're doing on this front. And I I encourage anybody listening to go support OMG Media. James is doing fantastic work. This is I, I don't think anybody's going to realize until maybe a couple months from now how big this is that James has gotten to the bottom of at least one of these massive organizations getting you know what is it 14 billion a year. Um, so thank you, James, for everything you're doing. Thanks, Ashley. And you inspired me uh, from your initial video. So let's go to um, Hernando. But before we do, um, yes. you know, one of the things that we want to emphasize here on this show is now five, 10 after 5. We've got another about 20 or 30 minutes left here. And we've got um, almost 9,000 listeners. This is amazing. Is one of the things that we're going to do every Wednesday at 4 Eastern is on the inside with James Hookie. We are seeing whistleblowers come into our signal right now, mostly pilots, by the way. A lot of pilots. Um, and they're on the airplane. This is a message I'm going to – I can't have these people on the show because they'll use their real voice. And even if they uh, uh, could get on, it's too short notice with the, with the distorted voice. The plane is landing in Phoenix in an hour, and it's filled with migrants. This is this guy messaging me. So – we're going to start next week having actual insiders distort their voice and talk to us. That's right. We're going to report the news to you on X, on Spaces, directly from the whistleblower's mouth, from the insider's mouth. A lot of these Delta and American Airlines pilots I'm speaking to, these are good guys. They don't know what's going on. And what they're telling me uh, is that their companies are woke, the DEI stuff like with IBM. And they're kind of isolated as the pilots. They're just doing their jobs. And this is that challenge we have in society where the, where the organization that we work for is compromised or corrupt or has, has been twisted to a different mission. And we're just trying to collect the paycheck and do our jobs and, and participate in society. And it's going to reach a boiling point. Now, let me go to – go ahead. Yeah. James, can I say something about that as somebody who um, go ahead. was collecting a really big paycheck for a long time? And during COVID, when I realized that the news has just become propaganda, 
I walked away from that. And I'm not trying to boast. Um, but there are there are literally tens of thousands, if not millions of Americans who are doing during COVID walked away from their job because they were being forced to do something that went against their beliefs. I walked away from a seven figure paycheck because I didn't want to read um, half truths on the air to the people. It's going to require all of us this next year to save our country. We're going to have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, is the money more important than my freedom, my liberty, my children's future and the future of this country? And it's going to take the bus driver who's making extra cash and he's able to buy an extra bus and grow his business. It's going to take him saying, no, this is not worth it. It's going to take the pilots to stand up and say, we're not going to fly these planes that are filled with people here illegally. It's going to take people at hospitals to stand up and say, this is wrong what's happening. They're, we're, we're collecting money to water down our services because of, of what's happening. We have to stand up and do what is morally right to save our country. And I'll leave it at that. Amen, I think, Carrie. I, Amen. I think, Carrie, it's that, that's in numbers. I, I think that's going to happen in numbers. If it's one or two Delta pilots, it's, it's difficult. But if there's 20, 30, 40, 50, and you're, I know you're listening, pilots, because you're messaging me on Signal right now. This is a remarkable, developing, I would say, uh, change in the cultural zeitgeist. When I've been doing this for 20 years, uh, since I was in college, Rarely do you have 30, 40, 50 pilots reach out to Ashley St. Clair or Pfizer people. Now it's dozens and dozens of people. And if you guys are listening to me, what I would tell you is this, that you're not alone. And I know that you feel alone because you're flying that plane and you, the ticket agents are all you know, you know, extremely political in one direction. But you're not alone because I'm receiving so many of you. Uh, and I just want you to know that. Um, well, and, hey, the uh, ticket agents, the ticket agents can't fly the planes, okay? <laughs> I mean, right. you got to have pilots to fly the plane. And if enough pilots stand up and say, we're not going to be complicit in this, we don't want to be complicit. If enough uh, folks who are involved in this process and say, we don't want to have this, uh, we don't want to have the guilt of this and the complicity of being involved in this invasion. I think you're right. I think that the I've heard the pilots are, mostly on the opposite side of the issue as, as the ticket as the uh, uh, ticket counter workers, the ticket agents. Now, let's go to Hernando. You have an anecdote, I believe, Hernando. Yes, yes. Um, about, was it the law enforcement did this to you in Texas? Or tell the world, Yes, sir. first of all, your reaction to this video, and then tell what happened to you in Texas reporting on something similar. Well, I see a lot of similarities. Thank you, uh, Mario and, and, and uh, James O'Keefe. Uh, if I, if I can move the conversation to San Antonio, Texas, which is one of the major hubs for these illegals once they come through the border. Um, I was uh, documenting as a citizen journalist back in early November, the illegal secret uh, hangar at, at, behind the airport where they put the overflow of these illegals from the migrant center. And uh, as I was documenting at two o'clock in the morning, I was uh, given a illegal, uh, unlawful uh, trespassing warning at the hangar. Uh, for trying to get the footage of these illegals coming off the bus into the hangar, which is owned by the city of San Antonio, Texas. And so that two weeks later, I was following the same bus from the migrant center, the overflow. They took it to the terminal uh, where you drop off your family and kids, a public terminal. And I was trying to document the bus with the illegals coming off the bus into the terminal. And I was, I was, I was arrested, James. I was booked. I was processed. I have a court date in two weeks to meet with a DA named Joe Gonzalez, who's bought and paid for by George Soros. So they're looking to persecute me. Uh, you know, did, you, did you film this? Did you film yes, this arrest? Yeah, it's on, it's on the comment section, sir. 
uh, DM me DM me the link to that. I'd, I'd like to look at that. And I'll, I'll distribute that. Absolutely. So did, you, know, I'm, did you request I'm, body cam footage of, of the people who did this to you? I tried twice. I'm going on a third time, but they have denied me for the body cam. I have an I have an attorney named Mark LaHood, who is a prominent attorney here, conservative, uh, representing me uh, for my court date, James. Well, we're get, we're gonna get. We have um, Jason from the uh, Arizona uh, State Cronkite School of Journalism who works with me on FOIA requests, and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do. I'll do a FOIA on your behalf, but continue telling your story about what happened. Well, I've been documenting, and I appreciate that very much, James. I've been documenting uh, this center since day one, July of 2022, when they opened up the doors without the consent of the citizens or the neighborhood. It's uh, it's right behind a, a subdivision. And so uh, as I've been documenting this as a citizen journalist, uh, we now have a black market going on at the center where there are these illegals that are coming illegally are now uh, making money selling cigarettes for a dollar, selling a uh, wire transfer using Zelle. That's their favorite app, Zelle. They also do wire uh, currency exchanges and they take 30% profit off these illegals. Uh, and, and when you were, when you were yeah. reporting on, on this in, right. in, this right. is in Texas, right? Yes, sir. San Antonio. And, and, we, and now, what we saw in this video is Jesus, and if those of you who are just, I always have to do that thing, are you just joining us? Because there's a million people listening, but not all at once. People come and go on these spaces, so, so bear with me as I explain to everyone what's happening right now. Jesus Moreno, an employee, a worker who, it, look, it, it has the appearance of a human trafficking front or a cartel. It's very seedy stuff and probably dangerous. Jesus Moreno is offering me a bribe on video, it's rare that you get these things on tape. He, there's a there's a green fence. It's about eight feet high, and he's on the other side of the fence. And he's screaming, you know, how much do they pay you? He's talking to me. He doesn't really know who I am. Maybe I'm a journalist. Maybe I'm trying to raise awareness to this. He doesn't know I'm O'Keefe. How much do they pay you? I'm going to pay you to make you go away. Um, Hernando, have you have you seen anything like that in Texas on the ground? Well, I, I'm I'm always. Doing, uh, in, you know, involved with the NGOs. The big one here is Endeavors with an E, Endeavors, and the Catholic Charities of San Antonio. These NGOs are very hostile with me, uh, more than the police. The police have harassed me. They've detained me three or four times already uh, at the center just for recording on a, on a public street, James. Uh, I've had gasoline thrown on my vehicle, not by illegals. Illegals, for the most part, they don't get aggressive with me. It's the NGOs. They tried to blow up my vehicle about a month ago. With they they drew gasoline in, on my vehicle. They tried to blow up your vehicle. Yes, sir. I have gasoline all what over my the vehicle. Name of the this is an, when we say NGO, we mean a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization. Yeah. Yes, there's three what's of them. The name of the, what's the name of the nonprofit? There's three of them that run that uh, that I call it the American Replacement Center. ARC, because that's what's happening. It's a, it's a migrant welcoming center, but it's the American Replacement Center. The three NGOs is number one, the biggest one, Catholic Charities of San Antonio. Number two, Endeavors, with an E, Endeavors. And then number three is the Interfaith Welcome Coalition. Those are the three, and those NGOs are very ruthless, as well as the drivers. I almost got run over I mean, I need, I need by a driver. San Antonio with you. They can, I'll get her. I mean, if they want to uh, falsely yeah. imprison people and, and I'll, I'll take yeah. my first amendment press badge and put it around my neck and yours. We'll go back there. I want to start firebombing cars. They're a 501 C three charitable organization. The IRS gives them that tax deduction. They should not be doing this. I mean, this is, I don't even think people are reporting on this. This is crazy. They're firebombing cars. Yep, they're all over it. They were about to blow it up when I when I 
realize what was going on. I was there at two o'clock in the morning by myself. For the most part, most independent journalists, except for a few, actually Ben Burham was here two days ago, thank God. But we're starting to put light to this because illumination will lead to elimination. And that's my, that's my new hashtag. And the other hashtag I have is no one is coming to save you. That's my new hashtag because no one is coming. No one is going to come and save you. I don't care who it is, the governor, the military, your, your, your local politician, just your sheriff, your DA. Yeah, I was going to say, I was gonna say how about you maybe. contact the FBI? And then I was like, uh, maybe, no. maybe not, maybe not. So, no. yeah. And also I got a scoop. On, it's pinned on my, on my Twitter page. James, I got a scoop with an illegal whistleblower, illegal immigrant whistleblower that is alleging that the NGOs that run the show inside, they're actually double dipping on the government tax dollar pay uh, payments because he says that his family paid for the airline ticket. And once the NGOs found that out, they request a, a screenshot of that confirmation number with the flight ticket. And then they enter into the, that into their database, that, that confirmation number, and then they turn around and build the government for that flight ticket that they did not pay. It's called a donation. The Catholic charity say, oh, we're donating. And they do. They donate. That's the term they use. Uh, uh, airline tickets to these illegals because they have to keep the uh, engine running, the uh, line running. So, uh, this whistleblower said his family paid for it, so, and the NGO think, turns around what do you think and says that government. Yeah. Go ahead. Hernando, what do you think? You know, you got Catholic Charities, Endeavor, and Interfaith. We'll pull the 990 tax return on these institutions through GuideStar. That's what anybody can do this, by the way. I'm sure people can do this right now. I'll, I'll do it here as well. You just pulled right. it. It's called the 990 tax return schedule B. It's a public document. You'd have to go back to 2021 and find out what the revenue stream is. But I asked this question because we're going deeper and deeper down the dark uh, rabbit hole here. Why is this happening? I mean, you, you got your car firebombed. You're in it. You're on the front lines. You're the tip of the spear. They offered me a bribe. They firebombed your car. What is going on? Like, what is actually, is it just money? Can you tell the... Yeah. Tell the American people right now what your intuition, what's your hypothesis about what's really behind what's going on here? Well, that's a great question. And uh, unfortunately, I think it's all about the, the, the mighty dollar. These NGOs are collecting hundreds of millions of dollars from taxpayers, and that they're not really giving any services to these illegals. You know, they get a juice box and a cold sandwich is from what these illegals are telling me in the center. Uh, they also discriminate in, in the center. If you're if you're an illegal without an uh, airline ticket, you get dumped into the street where you have to sleep on the dirt. The only ones that get to sleep in the bed inside a center that only holds two, three hundred beds in a center that only houses that legal, legally can house 700 uh, illegals. Mind you, we're getting a thousand illegals every day in San Antonio. So that's why they had to put the hanger in the back. But to answer your question, these these uh, NGOs are all doing it for the money. And you know what the ironic thing part of it, James, is that the left always cry, church separation of church and state, separation of church and state. Hello, this operation is run by church and state, James. Yes, so I am, I am just processing what I'm looking at here, and I'm learning as I'm listening. Um, thank you for that, and, and uh, I will talk to you offline here. Thanks for, for joining us, Hernando. I appreciate that, and thank you for your courage. Oftentimes it goes un – it's noticed, but it should get even more recognition, and you're thank on the front lines, and I appreciate people like you uh, and people who are really taking it on the front lines. That's what we need to do, ladies and gentlemen. We need to go out into the street, um, and we need to engage in conversation with these people, sometimes using hidden cameras. Texas is the one-party consent state to record, making it legal to use a hidden camera, as is Arizona. 
Um, now, as I'm on the, so thanks, Fernando. As I'm on the air here, we got about 10, 15 minutes left here. There's 9,000 people live on this show, which is amazing. Uh, I'm looking at my DMs. I'm getting flooded with DMs. This individual works for uh, an, an airline, Delta Airlines, and they say that the company James is completely woke, and they have to be be, be careful. This goes right to what Carrie was talking about. So many messages from people, they're afraid to voice what they say. I spoke to another pilot last night. I won't say where or who, but they too said, you know, that they were disciplined for even saying the words illegal immigrant. They were disciplined and, and they're, they don't want to lose their jobs. So we are, we are headed towards this moment in space and time when your conscience will tug at you and we have to unite about truth telling and and that's where we're headed and if you're just joining us we are recapping the video broken two hours ago on on x part one uh, the bribe from from the international rescue committee employees towards towards yours truly migrants telling us they crossed the border illegally one of the overlooked parts of this video is the migrants that we interviewed in the airport this is me speaking in spanish forgive my broken accent here uh, talking about okay. uh, Biden or Trump. Estas. This is an individual wrapped in a, a Red Cross blanket. The American Red Cross is present with the uh, International Relief Committee. And this is me asking him, are you going to vote in the upcoming election? This is a migrant that just got off the bus, the white bus, driven by Jet Limousine over to uh, Phoenix Sky Harbor Terminal 4, door 23. Pensando and votar and last... So I asked him, are you thinking of voting in the 24 election? He said uh, that he's going to vote for Biden. Uh, this individual is from, from Guatemala. He showed me his papers and, he, and he's applying for refugee status. They're all applying for refugee status and they will get refugee status. I follow up with him. Tell me why. You, again, this is an illegal immigrant who just crossed the border with an American Red Cross blanket sitting on a chair in Terminal uh, 4 at Phoenix Sky Harbor. I ask him, why are you going to vote for Biden? Biden, estás pensado en votar en noviembre? Noviembre, sí. He says there, yes, yes, sure. When I get asylum, he says. So I, I think that's interesting. When they get asylum, they're going to vote. They're going to have firearms. I don't know if that's accurate. I don't know what, what you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think all bets are off in 2024. I don't know how that works with asylum there, but um, I, I intend, to, we, I think we should talk to many more of these migrants and, and try to get their perspective of what, what, what their intentions are and, 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 um, and many, many ways they're victims. Um, do we have spirit on the air? Is spirit in the room, Mario? I'm trying to get her up now. Okay, we'll get him in a minute. Let me see. Is there anybody else that we haven't? Uh, oh, Jordan, let's go back to you for a minute. You there? Yeah. Hey, how's it going, James? Hey, so so take us back um, um, to because you actually went spirit, to spirit. Uh, James, spirit is up. Just uh, FYI. All right, we'll go to spirit in a few minutes, Jordan. Um, so going back to this 1211 East Apache Street in downtown Phoenix, um, you mentioned that you were, the buses were evading you or something like that, or 
you, you, had, you were on a hot pursuit with these white buses. We have some video that we're going to break soon with that, but can you just tell people what you witnessed? Yeah, I mean, it, it literally was hot pursuit. They're swerving all over the road. They're going zigzag, like you said, from one side of the road to the other, slowing down super slow so that I'll pass them. But I, I kind of was able to keep an eye on them and stay behind them as much as possible, or they would speed up and try to lose me. So it, it's clear that they know they're doing something wrong and they don't want anybody to see this. Uh, did you happen to talk to any of those bus drivers or, or get inside the door and put a microphone in their face? I wasn't able to because when I went up to the bus with the camera, that's when they actually called the police on me and said, lied, said that I was banging on the windows. That's what the police officers came up to me. I can I can go find that audio and put it out there. Once did you, you request body here. cam footage with those airport police, Phoenix police? What they, was, which law enforcement? They were Phoenix police. I unfortunately I did not request the body cam footage, but I do well, have I think audio recording. Yes, I should. I, mean, I think you should do that. Anybody can file a FOIA request, and mm. and you might get some really interesting comments. You might get some audio from those police officers talking about you. By the way, did you sense that the police officers and 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 for those of you who don't know, OMG is going to release more tape on this story in the coming days featuring inside the buses. And, and, and Jordan was first to be on this. Um, uh, Jordan, did you get the sense when the police officers came to, uh, they were called to come that they kind of were on your side or, did, or were they antagonistic and adversarial to you? Sort of, you know, I wouldn't say that they were ag antagonistic or adversarial. They, they were more like, Hey man, what's going on? Um, we got this call. They kind of explained it to me. They talked to me for about 10 minutes and then they let me go eventually after, of course, I showed them the video footage from my phone. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was really more on my side than, than of so course, you on the side of the, Did you get the feeling thing. that they were kind of just having to show up and do this job they didn't really want to do? Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. They were just out there to ask questions, as was the procedure. I mean, they got a police report. They had to show up and say, hey, what's going on? But of course, they lied about me. They believed me that they lied about me. And it was it was very, you know, it wasn't too much of a hassle dealing with them. So that, that was good. Buses swerving across the road. These are buses filled with migraine. Did you file a report for reckless driving? <laughs> I did not. I should have, honestly. Um, but one other thing I want to add, you know, you, you guys were talking about how this is federally funded and state funded, but it's also county funded. Um, here, I've got a tweet. I put it in the, in the chat on your most recent video that you posted. Um, the board, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors approved $5 million in funding to aid nonprofits, including International Rescue Committee. And one of these here in Arizona called Chicanos por la Casa, they gave them $2 million to help, ref, quote, help refugees overcome obstacles and achieve self-sufficiency. And another thing I want to add, you know, the, this is a board with four so-called Republicans on it to one Democrat. And they, they are, I mean, it, it's arguably not a political issue, but it really is because of the ag agendas of certain people or certain parties. You know, the Republican Party is supposed to be pro-secure border, pro-American sovereignty, but here we've got four Republicans that are 
supporting giving $5 million of Maricopa County taxpayers money to these organizations. And then, of course, they're the same people running the elections in Maricopa County, where if you're whether you're an illegal immigrant or not, all you have to do is check a box saying, yes, I'm an American citizen in order to get a ballot to vote in federal elections. And I'll tell you what, if I was in a country illegally, I think I would definitely want to check that box saying, yes, I'm a citizen of this country. I mean, it's it's ridiculous and it's so easy for these people to vote. There's literally a loophole for it. I mean, do you think that I mean, that's what they told me in the airport that they're going to vote. I don't even know if that's possible, but. Let me ask you this question, Jordan, before we go to Spirit, who Spirit is a is a a musician and rapper who actually produced a song uh, with me uh, that, you know, OMG and and Spirit. And we're going to play a a one minute clip of of him talking about overcoming fear and kind of hear from him directly. Before I get to that, Jordan, um, what is behind this? Is it just the love of the almighty dollar as Fernando and and Carrie uh, said? I would say, you know, there's definitely a big part of that. Uh, a lot of these nonprofits in Arizona and Maricopa County, they are just bringing in money and who knows what they're actually doing with it. Of course, they're self, um, self-enriching with these nonprofits. That's what a lot of these individuals use the nonprofits for. I mean, you take the homelessness nonprofits, for example, it's turning into a homelessness industrial complex where these People are, these groups are getting so much money to, quote, take care of the homeless people, but they're not actually taking care of them. They're letting them do drugs in the facilities. They're letting them do all, all God knows what inside of the facilities. And it's really just a money laundering operation. But my personal opinion on it is replacing our American identity and replacing the politics and getting these people to vote, getting uneducated people from around the world to come in and change our country. Why, why are they swerving the buses? I mean, but by the way, do you have the buses swerving on tape? Is that something? Yes, I, I, I believe I do. I was and actually going to look for that video. Yet? I have, I don't think I published that. I, I really well, I, should. I would like to, I would like to work with you on that because I have video of the buses swerving that I haven't <laughs> released yet. In fact, hint, hint, stay tuned for part two the, the, the buses actually tried to smash into our car. It oh was like God. a Grand Theft Auto or, uh, <laughs> I mean, they were trying to bang their bus into my car just for being, I mean, this is wild, guy. And again, if they're not, a, you know, v, v, uh, Vivek said something that I thought was quite profound to me about, about what we do, which is people are saying and doing things that they're not willing to publicly acknowledge that they're, that they're doing. So if they're if they're if this is a good thing, by the way, if if we're trying to help people, you know, refugees, humanitarian, Red Cross, International Rescue Committee, four hundred million dollars in government money, if these are good, beautiful, important humanitarian causes, then why the hell, Jordan, is a bus filled with refugees swerving across the freeway, trying to evade you like out of the movie Speed? Why right. are they doing that? I mean, first can, of all, they're they're not actually refugees. They're not fleeing from anything. They're but that's all, what they. But that's what they said. Let's just take them at their word for a minute. Mm-hmm. Why are they swerving across the freeway? And by the way, you do have that on video. Off the show, I'd like to talk to you because I'd like to partner with you and and, and look at your footage and and assist in in distributing it. 
Um, because that's remarkable. That's truly remarkable. And people need to see that. Um, anything else you want to say, Jordan, before we go to spirit? Um, you know, I, I just want to say I didn't, if I didn't publish it, it was because I was holding on to it and putting it in my back pocket, but, um, it's definitely not because I'm too afraid to publish a story like this. I, I just want to put that out there. <laughs> well, perhaps we get a bunch of other citizen journalists to, to go and do likewise and report on what's happening and question these bus drivers. And we'll, we'll get a small, uh, army of citizen journalists in Phoenix to go do, and I have footage I'm going to publish. And hopefully that inspires other people to to report on. Thank you very much, Jordan. Thank you, Jen. All right, guys, we're wrapping up here. Um, this is remarkable, I think. And and thanks to Mario for for bringing in these huge numbers of audience. Uh, and thanks to our guests. I'm going to wrap up by doing the following two things. I'm going to play a song for you um, that was produced by Spirit, and and I I wrote the lyrics to some of this. And then I'm going to. And I'm going to close by talking about Insiders. Now, we have this brand new show, On the Inside. It's called On the Inside with James O'Keefe, where you are going to start hearing from whistleblowers and insiders live on this show. Now, a lot of those people I can't bring you bring on at the moment because they have to distort their voice and they have to create like an X account. Elon Musk has created this feature where you can distort a voice. If you work for the airlines, the bus companies, the government, these NGOs, or if you have any information about what's actually behind this further than just what we've reported so far, you contact us on Signal at 914-315-9415. Send us a DM or send us tips.okeefemediagroup.com. Upload your footage. We're getting bombarded with stuff, which is a great thing. It's good for society. It's good for our republic. And I think it's very healthy. Uh, Spirit, are you there? Hey, I'm here. What's up, James? Spirit. Now, this is this is an amazing story. I met Spirit because he produced a song called OMG. And I, I'm Spirit. I'm just going to play over the air the song that we produced, and it includes your rap. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and play this and then just say a few words about what message you're trying to send, because I think you're talking about courage, whistleblowing, insiders. We don't want to use copyrighted music. At O'Keefe Media, we're going to start making our own music, yeah. and, and and the music has a a message to to these people to stop being afraid. So I'm going to play this, and then I'm going to ask for you to talk about what message you want this to send. Okay? Okay. All right. Here we go. This is what are you so afraid of? Is this the name of this? to destroy me resurrected like a biblical story they thought that it was the old me but it ain't the old me it's the bold me i survived what they said to destroy me resurrected like a biblical story they thought that it was the old me but it ain't the old me it's the bold me huh. yeah i'm looking dangerous now yeah they're looking anxious now yeah look at their faces now yeah how did they make it out yeah i had to break it I'm talking that family curse. Everyone said I wouldn't make it school. Man, what are you so afraid of? Isn't that what life is made of? When you think about all you gave up, when you think about all the language and the bullshit that they sold you, when the tears drop. 
say, well, what, what an amazing production there. Spirit and I working with Spirit. Tell, tell people, this is a song, what are you afraid of? There's your rapping. What message were you trying to send to the whistleblowers, insiders of that music? Man, it's, it's, um, it's, it's really convenient that it's 2024 because a lot of times there's this is famous saying where it's like, oh, new year, new me, you know? And my lyric in there is saying, this isn't the old me, it's the bold me. And so I really want to inspire people to become bold and brave. And that's something I really admire about you, James. You're very courageous. And you also have the same desire to spread courage. And that, that was really my main inspiration. And it's, it's so amazing that we created this song. It's, it's, it's going to inspire some people, I believe. So we're going to get this song, Spirit, on, on, I guess, I don't know how to do this, but iTunes and all those places, Spotify. Yeah. I'm going to work with you over the next few days with my team. And by the part two of this story, uh, early next week, we're going to have this uh, online. And if you want to support Spirit, support support OMG, you could buy the song. I could, I could sell chocolate or whatever, wrapping paper or... <laughs> You know, you know, razor blades, or I mean, I expose like coffee beans, but I prefer to make music that inspires people and, and support artists like you. And I, and I hey. think you're very talented, so thank you. It's an honor, man. It's it's very surreal. It's like a, this is like a real radio show. You're playing music, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're doing it. We're, thanks to Elon, for, <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it live, as Bill O'Reilly says. We're we're you know we're doing it live. So thank you, Spirit. We'll talk to you soon. And I'm gonna close this out, everyone. Uh, here and again, thanks for your patience. These are big numbers. Um, here's here it is, guys. Um, we have people inside the government, inside the nonprofits and the airlines that are messaging us at nine one four. This is Signal now. Download Signal nine one four three one five nine four one five. We've got messages coming. We messages coming in every five seconds. I work for the companies that transport the migrants, and next week. Wednesday at 4 p.m., same time, same place with Mario for part two. Buses swerving across the freaking highway, police being called. It's, it's something out of a movie, but it's not a movie. It's real. It's real life. It's the sort of journalism that we've been waiting for for a generation. We're entering 2024. You will not want to miss what we've caught on tape. And to recap, the story here. Uh, Jose Moreno, Jesus Moreno, I'll pay you guys. Uh, how much do you guys get paid? I'll pay you to make you go away. A response from the International Rescue Committee to our reporting today. Elon Musk responding twice, $415 million from the government. We're going to create an army of whistleblowers, the likes of which you've never seen before in your life. Things are going to change. I'm feeling good. It's a new year. It's 24. We've started it with a bang. Stay tuned, everyone. We're going to spend all day and night responding to your messages on DM and Signal. And until next time, thank you for supporting our journalism. Back to you, Mario. Uh, that's all, James. See you, everyone, next week. Thanks a lot.